0: Yo, I don't think we should talk about this. Come on, why not? People might misunderstand what we're trying to say. You
1: know, but that's a part of life. Let's talk about sex, baby. You and me. All the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. That's right, y'all. Episode two of the worthy podcast is let's talk about sex. There's a thin line between withholding and using sex as a weapon. Let's talk about it. I am your host, Gold Chain Diva, and I am so excited to talk about this topic. But before we jump into the topic, I want you all to go ahead and follow me on Instagram at gold chain underscore 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 diva. and then also make sure that you are a part of the Sauceworthy Podcast Discussion Board on Facebook. That's where we'll discuss every topic that'll be broadcasted on the podcast each week and it'll give you an opportunity to give your thoughts and feedback on each topic and A couple of lucky people will be asked to join me with their opinions. So make sure that you follow those pages, turn your post notifications on so you know every time we drop a new episode. I know for a lot of people, using sex as a weapon in a relationship is going to sound so foreign. But in the time that we live in, it's not a foreign idea at all. We have a lot of people out here that are basically using sex to their advantage to basically get back at their partners and basically, you know, get them to do what they want them to do and controlling them in different regards of the relationship. And I want to talk about it. I don't think that it's right for a person to use sex as a weapon in a relationship okay so I think that in order for us to start having this conversation we have to start with what the definition of a weapon is and what the definition of withholding is so according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary a weapon is a thing that is designed or used for inflicting bodily harm or physical damage Or it is a means of gaining an advantage or defending oneself in a conflict or contest. So I think the most important thing to remember in that is gaining an advantage. So a weapon is used to gain an advantage. Then we look at the definition of withholding. Now, when we look at withholding as a noun, it's refusal to give something that is due or desired. And as an adjective, it's not expressing affection or warmth of a feeling. So, the things to pay attention to in those definitions are refusal to give that is due or desired. So, it basically is something that is desired, and you're refusing what is desired of you, and you're not able to express affection or warmth of a feeling. I think it's important to get into those definitions because when we talk about using sex as a weapon and using sex, um, just withholding from sex, what comes up in the topic of discussion more times than not is the woman being more emotional, um, needing more affection and those type of things. So, you know, maybe we're not pleased in some regard and we're not able to produce so, I think that's important to set that that boundary you know at the beginning of this podcast because you know there is a difference you know everybody is entitled to feel the way they feel um we are all adults, we all work forty hour work weeks or more, so we understand that sometimes we just won't be in the mood, and that's okay. That's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is not about saying, "Oh, you know, just because your partner wants to have sex, you got to be on go every minute of the day no that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there are some people who use the sex as a defense in order to get what they want. And that's not fair to the partner because as adults, we should know how to address those situations without using sex as leverage so what i'm saying is instead of using sex as leverage to get what you want we have to be able to sit down with our partners and be able to work out whatever the real issue is and come to some type of conclusion or plan to get to the next level without sex even being you know a part of that conversation or discussion I feel that most people, or a lot of people, misconstrue their feelings and their emotions or the lack of their partner catering to those emotions as an opportunity to use sex as a weapon. But what I'm saying is, it's really an opportunity to have a conversation. So before we move any further into the discussion, Let's take a brief intermission to hear an ad from one of our sponsors. Once we come back from that ad break, we will hear from one of our listeners who had a lot to say about using sex as a weapon. Stay tuned. Thanks for staying tuned during that break. Now it's time to get back to the discussion. So before the ad break, we were talking about sex and using sex as a weapon or withholding from sex? And what's the difference? So let's hear from one of our listeners and see what they had to say about the topic.
2: Should sex be used as a weapon? No, not at all. I, I don't even understand the sense in that question. I think that's ridiculous. Anybody that feels as though they should use sex as a weapon uh
1: really... They, they need to have themselves checked out, in, in my personal opinion. Uh, anybody that feels as though, oh well, I'm I'm going to withhold sex because, you know, I I want him to pay my bills, or I want him to buy me this, I want him to do that for me, I want him to do this for me, or even on the flip side, you know, if it's if it's a guy saying that. You know, then it's like you you have issues in your relationship that are unresolved that you need to deal
0: with. And, you know, that about sums it up. You know, no,
2: sex should never be a weapon.
1: What I think is so interesting when discussing this topic with a few of my married friends was that they felt very passionate about withholding sex and using sex as a weapon being different in a marriage versus it being different in just a regular relationship um so i think that warrants me to discuss from a biblical standpoint you know premarital sex you know are we even really supposed to be having sex before marriage and you know how we even get to this crossroad, you know, if we did withhold from having sex before marriage, would this even be a topic of discussion? I think we all can agree that when it comes to withholding from sex in a relationship or marriage, it usually comes because we want to deepen the connection with our partner in some type of way. So a lot of the times where sex is being used as a weapon, it's because sex is normally the, the main focus of whatever that relationship is as to why they feel like they can use it as leverage. Um, I think that when we're elevating and, be, and creating better, stronger, longer lasting relationships, we need to talk about whether sex should be a part of the discussion at all. Now, 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 before y'all jump on me or before y'all be like, next, I'm not listening to this podcast no more because I'm not withholding. I'm not waiting till marriage to have sex. (laughs) <laughs> Don't cancel me just yet Just listen I'm just responsible for giving y'all the message Whatever you do That's up to you Whether you choose to apply it to your everyday life Whether you choose to just, you know, tuck it in the shelf Or whatever the case may be All I know is I'm just responsible for giving y'all the message And you just interpret it the way you want to Now, for me personally I'm coming from a, um, I want to say a more spiritual Connection Um, I'm not going to say religious because I don't believe in religion. I believe in having a relationship with God. And I believe that's something totally different than just the pomp and circumstance of going to church and just the ritual of doing everything, quote unquote, that we've been taught to do, you know, as Christians. So I believe that it, it really is based off of having a relationship with God. Now, I said all of that to say one thing. And it may come as a surprise to some of y'all, and for a lot of y'all that know me, know me, it won't come as a surprise at all. But I think my take on this subject is just a little bit different just because of where I am on my sexual journey as a whole. I'm celibate. I know in 2020, that's a very uncommon thing for a person to be, but I am actually withholding from sex. Um, so I think we'll address that in a, another podcast because that's a whole other topic. You know, the C word. Um, why is it, you know, this thing that we push away from and, you know, we just shun it and just, you know, just look at it, whatever way that we look at it. But, um, I will dive into that in a different conversation because, you know, I think it is interesting, like, you know, to understand how that unfolds in my life. Like as a person who's living this in 2020, you know, how do you guys react when I tell them that I'm withholding from sex? So um, that'll be addressed in a different kind of conversation, you know, because we could talk about sex all day and all night. um, But tonight, you know, we're going to address just, you know, where sex fits before marriage and how does that relate to why we use it as a weapon and why does that often get misconstrued with withholding. Okay, so let's just jump right back into the topic. Um, I'm just going to give you a few verses in the Bible that just reference this topic. Um, And I'm only doing this because, you know, as a Christian, you know, if we truly believe that the Bible is God's truth, then we need to know exactly what it says um, so that we're not just out here, you know, going off of he say, she say. um, And we know exactly what the word says. So there's a few times in the Bible, or I mean, I don't even know how many times, but it's plenty of times in the Bible that sexual immorality comes up as a topic. So I'm first going to start with uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, flee from sexual immorality Every sin a person can commit is outside of the body, but the person who is sexual and immoral sins against his own body. So basically, saying your body is a temple, it's your sacred place, treat it as such. Then I'm going to go into chapter 7, verse. One, it says, it is good for a man not to have relations with a woman, but because of sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. Then I'm going to go to Ephesians chapter five, verse five. Then it says again. For know and recognize this, no sexually immoral or impure or greedy person who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of the Messiah of God. So it repeats it a lot of times, you know, that sexual immorality is just one of those things that we should not do. Now, I think the funny thing is, and this is the part that we don't normally hear much about. God gives you a way out. He gives you a way out. In 1 Corinthians Chapter 7 Verse 9 But if they do not have Self control They should marry For it is better to marry Than to burn with desire So basically what he's saying is If you're just horny And you can't control your desires Just go ahead and get married then (laughs) Simple as that I mean I I think that's fair (laughs) Um then i I'm, I'm just going to give you one more one more verse um before I go into the aspect of how this pertains to marriage so first Thessalonians chapter four, verse three, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor. So basically, sexual immorality is just not something that God, um, you know, wants us to do just because he wants us to have control over our desires, our lusts, um, all those good things. So now let's jump into the other side where we're talking about marriage, because, you know, now we're breaking it down between how this affects, you know, the, the person who is, quote unquote, technically still single and the person who is married. So in the Bible, it says, do not deprive one another, except when you agree for a time to devote yourselves to prayer, then come together again. Otherwise, Satan may tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So that verse is pretty much saying, as long as you and your partner, your, your husband, your wife, As long as they agree that, you know, it's going to be a period of time where you both are okay with not having sex, that's good. But he also says, don't let that time go by, you know, for a while because Satan will try to tempt you during that time. So that's why you got a lot of people who normally step out of a marriage and go try to be with somebody else because... It's one of the, it, sex is a weapon. It's just not a good thing, period. <laughs> it's just not good. It's not a good thing. The time that, you know, it's idle, you know, where you're not, you and your partner are not engaging one another in that way. It leaves a lot of open space for somebody else to come in. Now, this is the one thing I want you to know for certain, just because I'm celibate and just because I'm on here quoting Bible verses and all that good stuff does not mean I'm Martha the Saint. Does not mean I think that I'm holier than thou and I'm better than anybody else. Does not, I don't want nobody to think I'm a hypocrite because I'm going to tell you what, I am not a virgin. So therefore, you know, I had some things that I had to repent and ask God to deliver me from. So, you know, I'm not innocent when it comes to this. And I'm also a human being. You know, I slip up just like everybody else Um, in my past relationship. The one that I just got up not not too long ago, I had a moment where I slipped up. So, you know, I'm not here to judge anybody about what they're doing I'm just here to give you the information and show you it's a better way and just give you a different way to think about sex and with actually withholding from sex. I feel like this is a conversation that we need to normalize. We need to normalize that sex is not everything when it comes to a relationship. You know, we are, you know, I know we were horny. You know, we lust after each other. We think each other's cute. Oh, girl, he cute. You know, all that good stuff. And that's fine. But... I really want to challenge us to have these better and deeper connections, you know, by withholding from sex. But don't just take it from me. Let's hear from one of our married listeners and see what she had to say about using sex as a weapon and how that differs between being a single person versus being a married person.
0: I am a married female and, you know, being a married female and on the topic of withholding sex, I don't necessarily think that, like, you intend to intentionally hold sex back. I think sometimes when you're in a marriage and there's a lot of things going on And especially me being an emotional female, sometimes when you get wrapped up in things and there's so much going on and if your needs aren't being met to an emotional standpoint sometimes, like you're just not in the mood necessarily. And I'm not saying that like I'm withholding, but if you're not being tended to in an emotional standpoint, sometimes you're just not in that mood and you're just not ready for it.
1: I had another friend who wanted to share her opinion as being a married female on this topic of withholding and using sex as a weapon. So stay tuned. We're going to listen to her clip right now.
2: Hey, T, this is Brandy. I was just chiming in on the let's talk about sex. Um, is there a fine line between withholding sex and um, using it as a weapon? And I just feel like the lines are a little blurred. Um, speaking for myself, um, Sometimes, like, as a woman, emotionally, I feel like, you know, some of my needs and stuff need to be met. Like, I need to be satisfied kind of across the board before I'm so willing, you know, before I'm so willing and free, you know, to just go there. And, I mean, even being married, like, I feel like, you know, I'm not always as ready and as willing as, you know, my partner is all the time, you know, because I don't think for him sex is emotional, (laughs) Um, so I don't feel like necessarily, you know, he needs to be completely satisfied or happy within the relationship, you know, but as for me, I feel like sometimes, you know, that gets, that affects my mood, whether or not I I want to, or I don't want to, not that I'm, you know, specifically withholding it.
1: I think the key takeaway from those two testimonials is that it's very important to tend to the wants and needs of your partner so that they have the desire for sex. Um, Because I think that, you know, once we're in our relationships or in our marriages, you know, everything becomes pomp and circumstance. We're worried about getting the kids to school. We're worried about getting to work on time. We're worried about doctor's appointments and paying bills and all types of other things. And I think that in the process of us just doing life together, we really disregard, you know, catering to our partner in the way that they receive love um, so that it's easy for them to engage in sex, you know, when it's time for us to share that, you know, passion. That moment together. So, you know, just use that opportunity to have a conversation with your with your partner to see where they are. Um, if you know you're not being satisfied sexually. I think a lot of the times when we're discussing this topic of sex being used as a weapon, we often, more times than not, automatically go to women using sex as a weapon we don't typically think about a man being in a position to use sex as a weapon even though it is uncommon for a man to use sex as a weapon because we are we always think about them as being these sexual beings like they're just always ready you know they don't have to have you know the hugs the kisses the foreplay they don't need all of that stuff like women do but it realistically there are men Who, you know, are on the flip side of this conversation and are using sex as a weapon. Um, So I think it's important to understand that there is no double standard when it comes to this topic at all. Anybody can experience their partner using sex as a weapon and it still doesn't make it right. When we're talking about using sex as a weapon, I think it's important to understand that the underlying issue when it comes to being able to use sex as a weapon is a level of control, the control factor. You know, how much can this person hold over top of this other person in order to get them to do what they want to do? And that reminds me, I was looking at something on Instagram earlier. I think it was a video that Jasmine Sullivan posted on her page of a young lady, I guess, who's been doing like testimonies or something that she posted on there. But nonetheless, the young lady was on there talking about how sex became her superpower. It's the one thing that she can control and it's the one thing that she knows will keep a man coming back over and over and over again she said it makes her feel empowered but then she also said it makes her feel sad because it because deep down inside she knows that just being herself is not enough she knows that she has to do a whole bunch of extra to appeal sexually to a man in order to keep him around so i just want y'all to know that you know when you're dealing with these insecurities so to speak that's when you start running into these people that are using sex as a weapon because it's a level of control. You know, a lot of people um, don't like the idea of not being in control of every aspect of their lives. Um, and as a person who's been there, done that, I can absolutely say that was me for a lot of years. A lot of years, you know, I was that person who uh, had crazy commitment issues And the one thing that I can control 100% like the outcome of was the sex. Um, So, you know, just to give you some food for thought that, you know, if we took sex off the table, we'd be having a totally different discussion. That's all I have for you tonight, kings and queens. Thank you for staying tuned and locked into this conversation. Thank you for all of the listeners who provided their feedback and their opinions on the topic. And as always, I'm going to leave you with this little nugget to think about and to hopefully elevate you to your next level. So you will not fit in a place if there is excess. Because you have more, you'll do more. But be careful because you may have excess baggage and that could be holding you back from having access. Access your destiny, kings and queens. It's been real. I really enjoyed discussing this topic with you and come back two weeks from now to get more sauce.